Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Why does making friends as an adult feel so what hard? What should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a foreign But that Why hookup was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Every Girl Podcast for a bonus episode diving into fall trends that you are going to want to know for this season. I am here with my friend and the fashion editor of the Every Girl. Madeline Glossy. Maddie, welcome back to the show. Hello. I'm so excited to be here again. (laughs) It's always a treat. (laughs) It's just so hard to be serious. I'm like, put on your podcast. We say this every time. I know. But me and Josie are, are really very good friends outside of work. So it is difficult to me to have a conversation. It's hard to get my brain into the the mode to be serious. Well, we also like when we do have editorial meetings, sometimes we'll be messaging each other like your hair looks crazy today. (laughs) 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 Yeah, there are a lot of times I have to bite my lip to not laugh in meetings because me and Josie are giving each other a little bit of a hard time on the sidelines. So yeah. Yeah, causing a ruckus per usual. We got a lot to dive into because fall is fashion's biggest season. It sure is. And I love fall fashion because it just like really ignites my love for clothing. Like all I want to do right now is watch Devil Wears Prada and dress like Blair Waldorf. Fall's your favorite season fashion-wise too. Oh yeah, by a mile. It feels surreal too. I feel like summer just started and like guaranteed it's going to be hot for a bit. But thinking about fall fashion all of a sudden is so exciting that it's almost here. It is. Let's dive into the trends. I know you have some great ones for us that I'm so excited about. What is the first trend that you cannot wait for for fall 2023? So I would love to talk a little bit more about, which it's funny because we talked about this in the summer episode as well, but just like this overarching theme this year of elevated basics. We're seeing such a shift which I think has to do with a lot, but like this quiet luxury elevated basics concept going into fall. So it's a lot of true basics, but you're going to see styled really well. For example, on the fall runways, there was a Gucci look that was denim, a white button up and a trench coat. Mm. You're going to see a lot of really classic pieces being showcased and styled really well. So think a button up with a strong shoulder blazer and baggy jeans or a maxi dress with an oversized jacket. Just very nice, 
high quality basics. And whenever you see a trend that is so accessible, it is so exciting because for something to look expensive, it doesn't necessarily need to be expensive. And a really good basic doesn't need to cost a ton of money. So I think that it's attainable and is really exciting. And some of the pieces that I've been really excited for are tweed jackets, a good trench, a nice oversized cardigan. I love it. We can hit two for one here because another thing that we're going to see throughout the fall and winter is black coats really trending, like long, strong shoulder, black wool coats. They were really dominant on the fall, winter 23 runways. And we're going to definitely see that going into winter, which again, it's so exciting when it's such a basic thing that's going to be so popular because what a great thing to invest your money in. A good black coat is something you can have forever. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like the past few years, it was a lot of camel coats and beige. And so I love that it's black because my beige coats are dirty as hell. Like they are disgusting. I don't know if it's just me that my beige coats always get dirty, but black always looks chic. You can wear it for years and it holds up structurally well. You can't see if it gets dirty. No, and especially in Chicago where it's slushy and snowy, if you have a longer coat, the bottoms can get dirty. I don't personally gravitate toward black instinctively, but something about a good black coat with jeans and a pair of boots feels so chic and elevated. And there is such a space with that to find amazing ones thrifted or on the resale market. I think it's also a little bit more sustainable in some ways because you do not need to buy that brand new. That's something a lot of people probably already own. It's time to make some more use of it this year. How are people going to be wearing it? Like I love the look of it with denim. That's a great idea. Is monochrome all black in or is it more of the denim with a pop of color with white? So we've obviously seen a lot of black so far this year. Black was trending for the summer. So I would assume that a lot of all monochromatic black looks will definitely be happening with it. What we're seeing trend also is a power dressing workwear style, which is exciting because it's such a contrast to what we have seen this summer where it's fun, mermaid core, Barbie core. Now it's going to be business core, layering it over a blazer with a button up and some denim, thinking really tailored, like seamless, straight line details. Oh my God, that sounds so chic. And I have the perfect Abercrombie trousers that I've been waiting to wear. Speaking of Abercrombie, you have the best recs for where to find clothes. So when it comes to the elevated luxury trend, what are some stores, like if you have a favorite denim brand, a favorite white t-shirt brand, or just brands that our budget-loving girlies can go to to look for elevated basics? In terms of denim, I am really of the mindset that that is something that you just need to go to stores to try on. For example, I have a pair of a goldie denim that I love and would buy 10 times over, but they're quite expensive. But in contrast, the jeans on my body right now are a pair that I got at Zara that were $45 last fall. And I have worn them just as much as my more expensive ones. But You can't really tell what you like from online, I've found. Like the ones I'm wearing are incredibly soft and fit my body really well. And the day that I got them, I had tried on in different pairs. Like I went with the goal of getting some jeans. So I think with jeans, if you want a great pair, I love a Goldie. I love Abercrombie's. I really do love my Zara jeans. I have also had some luck with mangoes, which their sizing I find to be a little bit 
more difficult to navigate. And also, obviously, the good pair of Levi's. You can get a pair of Levi's on sale. One of my favorite pairs ever is the Ribcage Levi's in the longer inseams. So I think they're 25, 28, and 31 inch inseams. If you get the 28 inch inseam and the Levi's Ribcage, you have to get two sizes up from your normal size. But those, in my opinion, are the most perfect jeans. They look vintage. They kind of always have sales going on. I got mine from Levi's website. They're like 80 bucks and are the perfect jeans. Good plug. Oh my God, I need A little scientific there with the inseam and everything. (laughs) I think besides that, the brand Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E, has a lot of really great things at really affordable prices. They have minimal markups on everything. And I have a couple of cashmere sweaters from there that I wear constantly. So if you're looking for a place to grab some sweaters, if you want them to be a little bit more affordable. But I also stand by going to the store and feeling things because I have sweaters from Zara that I've had for years that I think if you do right, you can have for a really long time. It just is picking things that are more classic and taking care of them, following the wash instructions. You just kind of have to put the time and effort into figuring out what fits you and not just blindly ordering online and then keeping it because you don't feel like returning it. Which is such bad news for me because that's how I've lived my life for 28 years. I'm not going to return this. It's too much work. (laughs) Well, it's also like shopping can be so emotionally taxing. It can really put me in a a bad mental space. But I agree, especially with jeans or nice things like a blazer, it is important to touch it and see how it fits and to put in the effort, it's definitely worth it, especially with elevated basics that you'll want to keep rather than a trend you want just for the season. I also find it very shocking that you have a pair of Zara jeans that you love and are wearing because to me, Zara jeans are completely unhinged. Like I have tried on my size. I've tried on sizes that are two sizes bigger than what I normally wear. And it would fit a nine-year-old girl. Like it does not fit my body. No, their sizing is abysmal. I actually have a picture from this. This, I'm not kidding. Last fall, I took a day off work, like a self-care day. And I was like, it is my goal to find a couple pairs of jeans that I really love. And I tried on, which if you're from the Chicago area, you know that the Michigan Avenue Zara is the seventh circle of hell. It is horrible. (laughs) But I kept, I had all these jeans and I went in and I tried them and I have a picture where I was holding up the same size and two different ones. And the difference between the waist was honestly six inches. And that's why you just have to go try them on because you just cannot figure it out online. And I have pairs from Zara that I really don't like, but I just really hit the jackpot with this one pair. I don't even know what they're called. They just are the perfect little pair of jeans. And now something that I should have mentioned too is a really good, moderately priced elevated basics place to shop right now is Dish. I got ads for them for the longest time and actually did try a few things this summer and their pieces are amazing. It's D-I-S-S-H. Oh, I've totally gotten that Instagram ad. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my God. The blazer I got from there, you can really tell the difference in quality and like how it kind of hangs on me. Where to me, that's something that is worth investing a little bit extra money in because like the fit is so good. The quality feels really good. It's really important with blazers to get one that is meant to fit oversized rather than buying a classic fitting one in sizes up. Because I think that that tends to look too big and bulky, where if you get an actual oversized fit one, it will have that more intentional look to it. 
And that's what I've felt with those blazers. So if you're looking for a good blazer, it's shocked me how much I like mine because it was so hit or miss because I kept getting ads and I was like, what is this? Instagram ads coming in clutch. So far, all of the stores that have gotten me that I've ordered from, I love all the Instagram ads. Like it's working. So thanks, Instagram. Let's go on to the next trend, Maddie. What is the next trend you are really excited about for this fall? Okay. I'm going to talk about two color trends, both of which are very different and I'm very excited for. So the first is the hottest color of fall is going to be red, which I think is so exciting because it's not a deep burgundy. It's a bright, almost orangey, true red, which is so fun for the fall months. Like a pop of red is just stunning. I don't see many people wear red all the time. So I'm excited to see it take off. I think it's an underused color in people's wardrobes. I feel like it's normally an accessory color or it's like lips, nails, a purse, but it's not an outfit, which the Evergirl podcast is well ahead of its time then because we have a red power suit <laughs> on the cover. You, got that. you guys were ahead of it. Wow, uh-huh. so there you go. Maybe we started the trend. Maybe everyone was like, whoa, that Maybe is a cool red suit. They saw it and were like, we got to create more, more pieces in this color that she's wearing. Your and Chanel were like, that's the color. That's it. They did it. Yep. They knew. I love a good red. Do you feel like Taylor Swift had anything to do with this with her red album resurgence this past year? You know what? I wish. I wish that everyone was looking to her for trends. I mean, if that were the case, we also would be getting like, God, after her 1989 announcement, it would be like next season blue, only blue. (laughs) Maybe that's going to come around in spring. It'll be the speak now purple will have its moment, 1989 blue. We should pay attention because maybe you're onto something. Maybe Taylor Swift is the trendsetter and we don't know it yet. Yeah, her albums are dictating the color trends. Literally, when I think of red, all I can think of is the red scarf. Same. And when I think about that color, I really do think about her Taylor's version red album cover where she's wearing all the red. It's so autumnal. Yeah, so fall. Yes. Okay. How are you looking to wear red? Are you going to be wearing it in accessories as well? Or are you excited about like a red blazer, red jacket, red shirt? Like how are are we going to be wearing red? You know what? Something that has been on my wish list for a really long time is a pair of red shoes. And I really want to get a pair. I'm very into the ballet flat trend. I'm all in. I've gotten a few pairs. I wear them all the time. And I think I would really like a red Mary Jane style ballet Uh, flat. And I would wear that so much. Like, oh my God, with like a blazer, my plaid blazer and jeans to the office. A dream. I was actually looking at a pair just yesterday. Anthropology has a pair actually that looks similar to the famous Gucci ones. And I was like, would I wear these? I, whenever I get a shoe with a heel, I kind of abandon them pretty quickly and they have a heel. Jemmy also has a pair that I think are really pretty, which are completely flat, which are more up my alley, especially when I'm taking the bus. Like my shoe can't have a heel on the bus, you know? No, I no, got to know my limits, cut bus. my losses before that. <laughs> That's very Blair Waldorf to do a red ballet flip. Yeah, it feels very preppy. Preppy in like a good way. My other color, which is surprising, especially for fall, but there is going to be so much butter yellow. We just did a whole deep dive on it, mm -hmm, which is crazy for the fall, but it really is 
fun. I think for people who are super color averse and don't like wearing color, it's such a pale shade of yellow that it almost feels like a neutral. It's so easy to incorporate into your wardrobe. Some of the runways, like for example, Chloe had some butter yellow dresses for their fall winter 23 runway. And it's so pale yellow that it's almost a warm ivory. And I'm a yellow girl. I could go into a real yellow. But if you are someone that doesn't love color, that's a really approachable color trend for you. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Normally I stay away from yellow because my pale skin just doesn't do well with it. But I feel like I could do a buttercream yellow. Like a neon yellow is, you have to be a special person for that to like really look good with your coloring. But the more pale one is really flattering. And we're so used to such like deep, moody hues that such a muted one being trending is really fun. It's a little unexpected, you know, like a nice like butter yellow sweater would be really pretty. Yeah, it's very feminine and light rather than we normally have so much masculine, dark and fall. So I do like that little twist. Very chic. I know we have that up on the Every Girl so people can go shop if they want to get their butterfly. <laughs> sure do. I definitely will. The last thing, Maddie, that I personally need tips on, and I know other people need tips on this from you, the beginning of fall, like where we are right now until October-ish is weird because as in most places, it's hot as balls outside. I have a story about this. <laughs> I will never forget my first day of kindergarten I convinced my mom to oh, let me no. wear this chic, fuzzy top with matching green pants. It was it was straight fur, but it was green. It wasn't like leopard print fur. It was like green fur that had matching pants. It was the epitome of style. You know, six-year-old me wanted to look hot and intimidate. Of course. in my class. But naturally, it was 90 freaking degrees outside and I was sweating. Like when I say my fuzzy fall top was drenched by snack time, like I was sweating. And every year since kindergarten, I've dealt with this where I'm like, I'm ready to get out my blazers, my sweaters, but it is hot as freaking Hades up in here and I'm sweating. What tricks (laughs) or tips do you have for people who are ready for fall fashion, but the weather is still freaking hot. Thinking about the textures you're wearing can really help. So I'm wearing a knit tank right now that is a sweatery material. And it feels a little more transitional because of the texture of it as compared to just a cotton tank. So I really rely on pieces like this as well as layering. So for example, I am wearing this tank on its own for my commute, but brought in a blazer to wear over it today in the office. So just being prepared for like weather changes throughout the day and just incorporating more autumnal textures in what you're wearing rather than sweaters, you know, because I think that could even work with a knit ribbed midi dress. And also your shoes and accessories can do so much. Like I'm not saying a scarf, but a suede bag can go really far in feeling like you're nearing fall, even when the weather is still very much summer. Okay. Those are great tips. I think also this elevated basics trend does make it easier because rather than doing a trendy, I don't know, crazy sweater dress, it's like wear very chic tee and jeans and then just throw on the blazer to layer it. And that's very in. So I think that that does make it easier. I love a sweater vest. It's a great tip. I need to buy some of those. A sweater sweater vest. Yes. 
So cute. But those are really great tips because especially in LA, like that's my biggest struggle is I'm ready to pull out my leather trousers and weather is not permitting. She's not on my side. You got a long time before that, sister. I I got to like (laughs) February until I can wear all the fall. Yeah. (laughs) I'll come to Chicago. Yeah, you don't really get that. No, sadly. I also have one more question for you that I just thought of. And it's a selfish question, purely. In the Nordstrom sale, I spent a lot of money that I normally don't spend on those cowboy boots. Am I going to be bummed because they're going out of style or will I feel okay about that? No, you're going to feel okay. They're not going anywhere. Phew. Thank God. Yeah. I almost wore mine today, actually. It's just fun. That's such an easy swap to make too. That Instead of your normal boots, putting on a pair of cowboy boots is so cool and people are going to roll with it for a while. Okay. Phew. I'm relieved. (laughs) Okay. Yay. Wow. This makes me so excited for fall. I'm currently wearing a tank top, but I'm like, maybe I turn up the AC in my house right now and put on the sweater I'm excited about for fall because I'm ready. On a sweater. There you go. I know it has been a little chilly a few days this week. It made me be like, oh, just like a cozy day with the windows open and a sweater sounds so nice. Oh, magic. Little Harry Met Sally on the background. Maddie, thank you for another exciting fashion trend episode. I can't wait. Everyone stay tuned for the spring 2024, which is crazy, is probably the oh, next God. <laughs> that will do. So stay tuned for that. I will be very excited and have a wonderful start to your fall, everybody. Thank you, Maddie. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know I sure did. If this episode gave you any value or you're liking the show in general, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really makes a huge difference for our show so we can keep growing and bringing the content that you love. If you want more info, you can find us at The Every Girl Podcast on Instagram or theeverygirlpodcast.com. Talk to you next week. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.